recording in three, two, one. Oh, it already is. Okay, cool. Hello, welcome to episode three of the Dumb and Drummer podcast. I am Jeff Gonzalez, joined by my co-host, Brett Ryan, and our guest today is Eric Summers Uria. Do I have that? Do I have the pronunciation on that right? Uh, it's, it's Urea, but yeah, that's, that's Urea. fine with me. Uh, I'm not too it. picky and not too Okay. Picky. All right. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, who are you? What do you do? Why are you so cool? Oh man. I don't know about that last bit, but, uh, but no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drummer. Obviously I've been playing for about, I would say, geez, almost 20 years at this point. Um, I grew up just a, a super band nerd and did band all through high school and uh ended up majoring in classical music in college um and then uh ever since i've just been a gigging drum set player uh playing a band called marina city and then uh i do a lot of uh, teaching as well which i also really enjoy nice yeah so uh so it's it's been kind of a a challenge with the the pandemic and everything for for the band right because you guys had some good momentum going on like warp tour and and what whereabouts do you live again uh i'm i'm based in chicago in chicago okay yeah the music seems pretty pretty tight there yeah it's it's actually it's a really good uh particularly it's a really good alternative rock and like the pop punk scene here is really strong Mm. And uh, we came sort of out of the pop punk scene, even though we're not really like a pop punk band, especially now we're sort of a sellout pop band. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, But uh, no, that I mean, we're super lucky coming from Chicago. It's a beautiful music scene here. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the pandemic definitely came at a rough time for us. We had literally just put out an EP like Ah. the week before lockdown started so we have like these this ep worth of songs that we're so proud of and we're so excited to play live and uh no dice and you did did you get to play on it at all like even a show or anything uh we did like a like a small sort of industry type invite only uh Mm -hmm. release party um and we did like a a sort of stripped down set and a lot of these songs like we've had for a little bit so uh we we had the opportunity to play a lot of them but uh it was it's a bummer because i feel like our fan base hasn't had the time to like really appreciate them ah but uh but we're lucky i mean there's there's definitely like our fans have definitely been uh super cool about it and like they they've they've stuck by us through genre changes and uh they've been good to us awesome yeah well you you definitely kept the spirit alive uh, I'd say I've been following you for the better part of the last year and what you post on the Warp Tour clips, the throwbacks. Uh, I know you've done a live stream. Now you're doing play-alongs to the tracks on, on YouTube, getting into YouTube. Oh, yeah. So uh, so kudos, man, because, I mean, that's that's all we can do is, is keep the dream alive. Oh, for it's sure. Not, not, not going and playing gigs. I mean, that's just not an option. So we we got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, that's like all of our our favorite thing to do, you know? Yeah. Live shows. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For or sure. even just be in like the room of the same room as people jamming, you know, and not have to worry oh. about being six feet away behind a plexiglass, plexiglass screen and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, what, is that your face? Like, 
<laughs> I, put, put the mask back on. Like, you're scaring me. Your face has gotten worse over time. The pandemic right. has affected your face. So, uh, so I'll, I'll kick it off here. Uh, tell us your, your background and how you originally got started on drums. You said you've been playing for about 20 years. Yeah. So yeah, 20, about 20 years now. I, uh, I kind of started playing drums a little bit late, uh, compared to most of the people that were around me. Um, before I played drums, I did a lot of visual art. So I was like a, I was really into drawing. I was always kind of an artistic kid. And then uh, I discovered drums and was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I think I was, it was around seventh grade. So however old you are in seventh grade uh, was when I really like started. Uh, and most people start band in fourth grade. So I came in not knowing how to read music, knowing nothing about classical percussion. And uh, it was a really rough time for those first two years. And I really wanted to quit, but my parents were like, you're not getting a drum set unless you do band. And I thank them every day for it because it was huge for me. Um, and then I would say once I got to high school and just like suffered through seventh and eighth grade band, uh, doing drumline was like the one thing that really turned the tides for me. I, I started to see the competitive aspect of it, mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed. And it wasn't like uh, like butting heads competitive. It was just like like friendly competitive. What's what's the craziest thing you can play? And mm. you know, kind of bouncing those ideas off of friends. And then it became more of a, a community uh, around my drummer friends. And we all kind of built each other up in high school. And uh, it was, you know, from from there, I, I decided uh, drums were the only thing I cared about and was really good at. So <laughs> uh, I decided to to take the jump and study it in college. Nice. And, uh, yeah. M music music major percussion focus or something in in college. I assume that. Yeah. Yeah. Music major. I did a, and I that this is a weird choice too because. I'm sure most drum set players, especially as, as I really like have always kind of identified as like a drum set player primarily, mm -hmm. but I went into college with the mindset of like, I wanted to never have to say no to a gig. So if someone was like, mm -hmm. Hey, we need you to play marimba. I didn't want to be like, well, I don't know how to do that. So <laughs> I really tried to take the time to focus on what I was worst at. Um, so that was sort of the the method behind my college major. <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, transitioning into like bands, live music. Did you play at church or anything like that to kind of ease into it? Or no, I I had always had uh, I always had bands with friends in high school. We didn't really have much of a local scene uh, when I was a kid, which is weird because like towns over from me would have really strong local scenes that would play at like real venues for us it was always like basement shows and we all wanted to sound like really crappy versions of queens of the stone age <laughs> <laughs> um, <Nice. laughs> but it was it was a good time and uh i had a couple i had a couple probably even crappier bands in college uh but uh like once i graduated i was like okay i'm gonna like really try this 
just hyper focused drum set only thing. Nice. So I I jumped on Craigslist and uh, auditioned for a few bands and Marina City was like the first group of dudes that I like really started playing with. Awesome. Right after I graduated, Craigslist is the absolute best place to find. It's amazing, them, in my opinion. Found it's like so three, true. Three major bands on there for sure. Yeah. Right on. I have not had the same luck with Craigslist. That's why as soon as you said Craigslist, I kind of, I, I was like, really? You, I, I, have, I, I might just be my area, but I have not had the same luck on Craigslist looking for people to either jam with or projects to uh, yeah. join or something. Wow. Well, it's it's tough, man. I, I feel you. I like, I definitely got super lucky. I mean, I, I should say we're all pretty lucky going through Craigslist and we all have all our limbs and kidneys. So, <laughs> um, Right, right. <laughs> It, but, uh, it, it is a gamble. Meet, meet me at this rehearsal spot that yeah, you know, oh, that like, one in like the and, really yeah. dark alley that yeah. like has no lighting. Okay, sure. Just keep exactly. going. Keep going. Let me keep just on. bring yeah, my yeah, expensive yeah. gear down that way. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, it's it's definitely risky. Um, but no, it's it, it was funny because I remember. Oh man, I was such a nerd. Like I literally sent. I sent a resume to people. Oh like, wow! So yeah, lame. About it. <laughs> like looking back on it, I don't know how anybody ever responded to my, <laughs> <laughs> to my emails. Um, You're like, what? But no, let's hire this nerd. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it was so humiliating. Uh, but no, I think it was funny though because I, I like my Craigslist rule is I try and stay away from anybody who uses the word jam. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's I can't do that's it. the kiss of death. Yeah, absolutely. So, jam with. Yeah. No. I think uh, if you go in with that filter, it uh, it helps a little bit. <laughs> I don't have time to jam. Yeah, sorry. You want to grab the next one, Brett? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Uh, so, what are your biggest drumming related goals right now? What are you personally working towards? Oh man, this is a good question. Um, so for me, what I do is is I try and have a new goal that I focus on, like for the year. Okay. Uh, so in the past, like the last one I, I was really focusing on was really working on flow and to try and work on linear chops and all that stuff. And it was it was something that like I literally had no idea how to do two years ago. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I feel generally comfortable with it. Obviously there's still lots of work to be done. Um, but I think this year I went out, I'm like really focusing on timing. Uh, so I've been really inspired, especially as most drummers I think have been lately with the, the sort of Dilla swing flow that everyone's trying to do. Mm. And just the, the way people have, been working on manipulating space so like brody simpson's a perfect example of just someone whose timing is just so in control even when it sounds sloppy so it's something that i really want to get in tune with i thought that's that i know what you're, that, that style of playing is still hard for me to wrap my head around sometimes like when it starts getting really crazy with the times and it's yeah. like is it still a beat at this point? And then it comes back around and you're like, oh, okay, it is. <laughs> it's so tough. Like I, the big thing that I, I'm trying to like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I cannot do this stuff, <laughs> but, uh, uh I think but it's like, well, it's, it's weird. Cause I feel like 
like for me, I'm such a, I'm such like a, like a really brainy thinker about drums. Like yeah. I, I come at it very mathematically. You're pretty exacting about your, your stuff. Yeah, I really. I mean that in a good be... way. Like your, like your pad stuff. I mean it's very. Oh. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's very well thought out and very comprehensive. Thank you. I, that that means a lot. And I think like, yeah, I I always find myself I come from like a very methodical approach. So to go sort of off meter is really tough for me. Mm -hmm. So like my brain automatically goes, oh, well, everything should be sloppy. So do I play fives? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but it's, it's literally like, like Nate Smith describes it as like, you turn the swing dial on a drum machine. Yeah. And trying to get my brain to do that is just an uphill battle. <laughs> have, you, have you played around with the groove scribe at all? No, Mike, Mike Johnson's thing. There, there's a swing. You can set the swing up to a hundred on it, Ooh. and it's right. it's. it's I, I call it the Matt Garska meter. Okay. So, because the more you turn it up, the more the notes seem discombobulated, but it always hits exactly on beat one. That's crazy. So, I, right. mean, I mean, I mean, it literally sounds it like you're adding Garska or taking it away. Like <laughs> you can, you can, you can make the most simple beat, like sound incredibly like just mind boggling and then you and then you look at the transcription and you're like man this is like four on the floor with some swung <laughs> hi-hat or something like that and then you swing the swing and it's it's crazy but yeah um and then on brody not to get off uh, too too much off uh, on a tangent here but yeah uh brody's amazing he uses a lot of really cool plugins though too he does um which he's been i've been asking him about on his page oh, uh man. to get to get that little boing on the on the bell oh and yeah stuff like that like a lot of that is the the plugins and the and how he mixes his tones and he uses the a and f drum the man those really really awesome custom yeah drums. his his sounds are just next level that it's yeah. like infuriatingly good <laughs> it's real. i mean he doesn't do anything fancy i mean his his playing speaks for itself it's it's it's, it's very awesome super true um so as far as uh let's talk about instagram following so uh when i started following you i think you had around ten thousand. And now you have around 15, 16? Uh, I think I just, oh man. I, knowing the exact number is so painful to me. I feel like a narcissist. Why? <laughs> it's actually like, it's 17 now. <laughs> oh, did you just cross 17? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, didn't... no, we did. <laughs> no, you I'm... can't see it on the video, but we'll give you the congratulatory oh, uh, God. <laughs> icon to, to, to stroke your ego there, big man. I, um, I swear I'm not an too much of a narcissist i mean it's it, that's a whole we could, we could dedicate a whole nother episode to talking about likes and followers and all the yeah all the ways you measure success on instagram and stuff like that but right i, I was just curious like going from 10 to 17 in, in approximately a year is is a huge milestone so how, what, do you, what do you attribute that to i mean honestly uh this year has been really wild and and it actually like i would say this time last year, I, I was probably closer to like five or six thousand. Um, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, and I mean, like, I was happy with those numbers at the time, but really, like, pandemic has just forced me to dive into a world that I had just sort of dipped my toes into. Um, I've always, I've always like really loved the Instagram drummer community and the, you know. Like Instagram is where I go to get just all of my inspiration. You know, I'll watch Ash Sohn videos and Brody Simpson 
and my saved list is all drummers. The only people I follow are drummers and mm-hmm. like some other visual artists, but it's just, it's my inspiration platform. Um, so I, I've always wanted to like crack into that just because it's what I sort of seek out. So I guess at the start of the pandemic, Instagram started to fill that void of, of playing shows a little bit where I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dedicate myself to making fun content that I enjoy doing and be really consistent about it and see what happens. And, uh, fortunately people have really responded to it and I'm, I feel super lucky. I don't know. There's a thousand better drummers than me. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, I, I think you said the key words though. There was you're doing something you, that you enjoy consistently. Yeah. And I think that's because I think if you don't enjoy it, you're a not going to do it consistently. And then I think people kind of, I think to a degree, people like seeing people do something they enjoy. And watching your videos, you can tell that you love your craft, you love what you do, and you're good at it. And so, and the, the more consistently you put it out, more people. It's just by nature, more people are going to see it. Yeah. Well, th- thank you. That that seriously means a ton. I- Really appreciate hearing that. And I think, uh, but I think you're, you're really right. Like I've, I feel like music in general, the big thing is that you should enjoy it. And the second thing is, is you should put out stuff that you would want to see, you know, it's whether you're in a band, you should write the music that you want to hear. Yeah. Whether you're a drummer on Instagram, it's putting out the content that I would want to see. Like, I'm sure you guys have experienced like, oh man, my favorite drummer has an Instagram. And then you go to their page and it's like just pictures of their dog. And you're just like, yep. I mean, this is sick, but <laughs> I didn't, I wanted to see just you practicing. So I, I tried to be that for whatever lunatic thinks I'm good at drums. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I definitely agree with Brett that it, it the humility factor is is like half of it. And the other half of it is like, I'm doing what I want to do for me. And I think that's yeah. what draws people in because there are like, like, what's up with the paint guy, man? Come on. Oh, I, oh yeah. I know what you're talking paint. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, if I, I mean, there's things you can do Yeah. where, and, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe that's his, maybe that's his calling and that's his art. Yeah. And, and again, not to get off tangent and not to throw somebody under the bus, but like that gets a lot of attention. It does. And, and, and we've all been in a spot where we're like, hey, if I played a lot of foot cam stuff and a lot of fancy double bass stuff or a lot of fast chops or stuff like that, then it would get more views. But I think it's really cool. You bridge that gap between like, okay, this is really interesting content, but this is also like you're, you're living your truth, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, that you're yeah. being true to yourself as a musician while you're doing it. And I think that's that's definitely something I struggled with for a second, especially when it came to Instagram, like for a little bit, I really wanted to do covers because I felt like you sort of had to, but like, I just, it didn't speak to me in the same way. And I, I don't feel like that's really my lane. There's people who do that and they do it really well. Uh, so I, I had to take a step back and be like, well, I'm an educator. I like teaching. And I also just like goofing off and trying weird grooves and I like writing music. So like I tried to, to skew my post towards the things that I like doing. And I also want to be like available for anyone who wants to learn. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I hope that I 
have made a presence that's somewhat accessible for anyone who's like, hey, I like this dude's style of playing where they can reach out and ask me, hey, how'd you play that one fill? And I will talk your ear off about it or awesome. tell me about your gear. I'm down to nerd out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Baller. I love that. Yeah, you want to take the next one, Jeff? Or I think I got the next one in Europe. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, you did get that next one. Uh, so you're very yeah right now you're doing you were doing a lot with your band marina city is there anything you guys have planned for it just you know coming up soon or post pandemic when people when things start getting back to normal anything you have tentatively planned we uh well by the time this comes out i'm sure we will have released all three of our trilogy of singles uh oh excuse me and it's uh uh the i the newest one is going to come out this Friday, April 9th. Um, and that will be the last of these three singles. And then following that, we're going to have an EP coming out, hopefully late summer. Nice. Uh, but certainly this year, um, at some point, uh, we're trying to work out some touring plans, but everything's a little bit too up in the air still. I know some people are planning tours like very tentative, like they're booking yeah. them, but they're they're like, hey, just keep watching because this may not happen. Well, yeah. isn't Bonnaroo like coming up in September or something like that? Yeah, Bonnaroo just got announced. I have my my eyes on Lollapalooza here in Chicago oh, every bro. year for like 12 years. So you're going to really hate me then because in 2008, I saw Rage Against the Machine. Oh, I was there. What, was it? Tell me you you've been to a better show than that. Uh, I mean, to me that that same year was Nine Inch Nails, which is my all time favorite band. So well, I mean, I was... at the same show. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that year of Lollapalooza though was so yeah, the same thousand percent the best. But yeah, I saw Blues Traveler, like John Popper, like in person. I know that's a total step oh. to the, in the other direction, but he is a an amazing musician. Oh, be able to sing, but it's the cocaine. Like that dude, for <laughs> so much blow. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got it because, and the guitar player he had with him. I mean, I saw um, Lupe Fiasco. Oh yeah, um, he was right before I, Rage, right? I I missed Kanye uh, because they played at the same time as Nine Inch Nails, and that wasn't yeah. even a question. But that was when I was really starting to get into like graduation. Right. Like I still think that album is just gold. So so it's yeah, L Lollapalooza. You you being that close. I'm very mm -hmm. jealous, but I mean, yeah. at the same time, it's like music festivals and a pandemic just are like, eh. yeah, kind of scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little hesitant on even if I'd want to go, if it comes back this year, but we'll see. It's, it's a weird time too. Cause I feel like optimistically, I think September might be okay, but yeah, late July is like might be a little on the cusp, I think. But yeah. We'll see. Got it. Uh, all right, so let's talk about gear. So I know you. Uh, well, I'm not gonna lead you on or anything like that. What? What? If you had to pick two of your absolute favorite pieces of gear, what would they be? Who? This is you, so tough. You can't squeeze in a third one either. Don't don't be cheating. It's just two. Uh. All right, I'm going. I'm going with my six and a half by fourteen, Gretsch full range rosewood snare. I love that thing. I never even heard of Rosewood. I know it's it's a really weird. It's I, I don't think anyone I've never seen anyone else 
use this drum, but I oh, wow. totally love it. Um, and it's it's my baby. It's stuck with me for like eight years now. Awesome. And then I, I man, you're killing me with this question. Brutal. I, think, I, I wish I wish I could have predicted and and told Brett so you don't think I'm making it up. But I think I know what the other one is. Okay. All right. And and I'll I'll I'll, I'll be honest, but you got to tell me if I'm right. Okay. Are are you gonna say it first or should I say it? Well, no. Then you go. Well, should I say it first? <laughs> Okay, someone plug their ears and then Here. tell me. I I got I got it. okay. All right, it's my my 22 inch uh, Sabian HHX complex thin ride. He knew it. He knew it. I should have written. I should have said it first, but then it would have seemed fake either way. I could have said it. And you're like, oh my god, you're right. And then we would have never known. But I remember when you got that symbol because you made a post and you're like, oh, I've been eyeballing this for so long, and I finally pulled oh, yeah. the trigger and. I know how passionate you are about Sabian and stuff like that. And there's just something about all that brass, man. Oh, I mean, I think I'm right there with you. There's just, I mean, the drums, I feel like they just come and go. Like, I mean, yeah, they're, I, I love my drums, but all, all that, all that metal, it just, yeah. no. who, who, who said that? I think Chad Smith said that he's like, I know it sounds stupid, but I play better <laughs> when I'm on stage, when I have all these brand new pies, when I have all, the, <laughs> all this shiny brass, he's like, I play better. That's that's legit. I feel that. I'm like I agree. I feel that in 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 my core for sure. And man, it's it's hard to even just pick one symbol. Oh yeah, I I, I need a minute. Yeah. yeah it's I, I feel like the other symbols would be upset. I know. I, they're they're next to me. I'm sure they heard me. Brad, do you even use any wood drums? Currently, Are you all acrylic? Currently, no. I'm oh, all acrylic. That's that's baller. awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the kit and it's it's a little bit of a pain to tune, but it sounds really good in the low range. My only complaint was I brought it on tour and the bass drum weighs about as much as a whole wood kit. Oh man. So that was my, that was my mistake, bringing that out with cases and everything and not really thinking about how heavy the entire thing was. I love the and, I'm, and we're still playing clubs, so I'm hiking this thing upstairs. Oh, no. Oh, man. I thought they're lighter. No, they are heavier. They are much heavier. That's cr I, I thought the same thing. I thought they would be lighter. No, they're more dense than wood. So they, ah. uh, they, 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 honestly, the, I wish I could tell you like how much the bass drum weighs, but I, I have, I've picked up uh, the bass drum and then picked up, um, just a regular Tama bass drum. And I was like, this is significant. It's not even like, oh, it's a little heavier. You're like, crap, this is a lot heavier than the, the just a regular wood kick. But you, uh, you'll, uh, you'll be, um, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll edit this out, but I just got a gift from Zoom that we, that the time limit was removed. So we no longer have a time constraint. I just got that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, but I'll edit this out. But yeah, um, if you want to get ripped, I guess, but I mean, I, I had a I had a pork pie acrylic kit that was light as fuck, man. I mean, the hardware weighed more than the drum shell. Man, you know, it's, on, it's I'm on, this, this I've I've never played an acrylic kit before, so I don't know. Maybe my shells are thicker or something than that. I think it has to be. It's the pearl, the crystal beat, yeah, crystal beat. Th those look so fucking sweet, man. That's that's awesome. Oh, acrylic right, kits right. look so nice. Back to the back to the questions. All right, you, you got the next one, Brett. So yeah, okay. So in your I'm, uh, when I've seen your videos, I love seeing you rock the backwards rack toms. Yeah. Putting what is that like? Is that a twelve or a thirteen in front of a ten? Uh, yeah, it's a twelve and the ten. Yeah. Uh so I, I, what got you to start doing that, and how much does it affect your playing? Oh man, I get this question all the time, and it's so 
It's so funny. I think, first of all, I've always sort of gravitated towards slightly unconventional setups. Okay. So if I'm being totally transparent with myself, it's probably just because I want to look different. <laughs> you, just, you just wanted something different. You just didn't uh, want the regular old, the big, medium, well, or, or small, medium, large. That's not all the reason, but I, I'm sure deep down in my brain that is a factor <laughs> that I don't want to admit as much. Uh, but the the real reason was I was rocking, I was rocking one up, two down for a very long time. Okay. And I still love that setup. That's that's what I'm currently doing. It's so fun. It's easier to stand it. on your toms when you have an extra floor tom, isn't it? <laughs> also, also true. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> who does that? Who does that gimmicky shit anyway, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> People need to chill out. <laughs> um, but uh, I did a tour for for like a pop punk band, and I just did a three piece for like a, a month or a month mm -hmm. and a half, whatever. How long the tour was? Uh, and I was just like, this is the life like i don't need the extra floor tom three pieces oh one right? up one down yeah just one up one down or sorry four piece i don't know why i okay. said three piece um but yeah just regular four piece setup one up one down and i was just loving it it just felt so clean so simple uh and then when i got back from that tour i was i i just really wanted to keep that same setup but the only thing was with my band we're doing more poppier stuff and i really wanted the punch of that 10 inch tom mm -hmm. so i didn't want to interrupt the flow of like the 12 inch being my rack tom and the 16 inch so i was like well instead of moving that 12 inch over i'll just kind of shift the right over only a little bit right and it's just so small and i could just slot it in so my simple explanation when i tell people it's just a four-piece setup with an accessory 10-inch top. Okay. So that's that's the way I normally think about it. That 12-inch is my main squeeze, and then so uh, that that 10 is almost an auxiliary, just to start off a fill or something with that high note. Exactly, exactly. But the the added bonus is if I really want to do a fill down the drums, it forces my voicings to be a little bit more unique. I you really have to articulate where you're going with your sticking. Yeah. Because you have to really, go middle, top, bottom, which is yeah. very unorthodox. But but even even going, you know, high to low, you're not able to do, you know, four, 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 and four, which is kind of a square approach anyways, right? Like yeah. If you're, if you're going to do, say, 16th note singles down the drums, you'd have to do four snare and then like three or five on the high tom. To come off the left, left hand. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. three or five on the twelve, and then close it out on the floor tom. So it kind of forces you kind of to break it up out of the square zone, you know. Right on. And yeah, so that is, I, I'm assuming that's kind of uh, opened up your uh, fill vocabulary a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely forced me to play things that I I don't think I would have stumbled upon otherwise. That's amazing. Right on. I know uh, Jojo Mayer actually has a, I mean, he always has like a slightly different setup. I know he's, right. since he had a Patreon, it seems like his setup is pretty static, but he used to have like an eight inch Tom right next to his floor Tom. That's right. Yeah. It was on the outside. <sighs> and I'm like, man, like the whole, like, uh, there's a song called Syncopath. Uh, that, I mean, if you just YouTube Syncopath, I mean, the stuff with his band Nerve is like, 
He's uh, literally I, like too good. <laughs> it's it's like it's well it's it's like what you were saying a few minutes ago. Like how how do you how do you have your own sound? How do you have yeah. your own brand? How are you now just a carbon copy of somebody else? And just like nobody drums like JoJo. It's so he, true. He just he's it's in his own element. It's 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 just wonderful. Yeah. All right, so a couple more here. Uh, biggest musical accompli- accomplishment and challenge since the start of the pandemic. So that your what are your highs and lows? Whew. highs and lows. I would say. I mean, obviously the lows was trying to figure out like what my lane is now that I can't play shows. Man, I had quite the summer booked. So excited, but um, <laughs> oh, man. hopefully hopefully next summer. But uh, but no, I think uh, honestly though, this the pandemic has, has been kind of uh, a sort of blessing in disguise in a lot of ways. I've really, this year, 2020 in general has been more about learning the recording side of things Mm -hmm. rather than practicing drums uh which is not entirely a bad thing it's something that i've always wanted to get into but i've always kind of made the excuse of i don't have enough time i think that's most of us right i mean like i know i know i've really invested a lot more time in recording i know we were talking about that last time too yeah, I just I literally just started maybe a couple months ago and I'm I'm still it just scratching the surface there. Oh, it's it's crazy. Just there's like no ceiling, you know. <laughs> you could just keep going forever and Are you saying that is a good thing or <laughs> uh, uh a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess everyone says I'm a glutton for punishment, so <laughs> I think we're all masochists. Yeah. Uh, it's we, true. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier too. O- overthinkers and masochistic and opinionated. It's like, do you yeah. play drums? <laughs> or, or do you, do you, do you want to start? Cause you, I think you're a perfect candidate for, for the job. If, <laughs> yeah, if you were exactly. to... yeah. So, 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 so it sounds like the, with the pandemic, it was the biggest accomplishment and the biggest challenge. Yeah. And it was, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it was a lot of fun learning this stuff. And it's funny. I literally just stumbled upon a video I did in like June. And I was like, wow, I have gotten so much better since June. So just that was a nice encouragement thing that I noticed. It's like a practice log. I mean, that's absolutely. I mean, it should as well. It should be in some form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. So we got one more question here. Who, so who is a drummer? If you had to pick the one drummer that has been a, just a major, major influence on you, if you only could pick one and who is, uh, like a newer drummer that you, that's popped on your radar that you're, that it has you intrigued right now. Okay. Man, I can only pick one killing me with this <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna guess but i and i'm kicking myself for not writing it down before <laughs> but i'm i'm gonna guess i don't know okay they, I, don't don't say don't say who they are because okay. i'm gonna guess the influence i i'm not gonna lie i don't think you'll guess it god damn it all right well it's gonna be wrong <laughs> but i have i have at least i have it documented out now i'm not making it up oh your ride symbol blah 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 it's like you know but, okay, i yeah, mean whatever. you you probably won't be wrong in a lot of ways okay but i i usually say my all-time favorite drummer is josh freeze oh did you write it no way 
It says I don't Josh even believe you. It says Josh Freese. Is is it too blurry? It's too blurry. Yeah, I, I can kind of I can kind of make it out. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. I see it. Yep. I. You know what? It I'm won't little, like focus on it. I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> oh, there it is. I know. I see it. Can you see it? I, see I saw. It. I saw Josh at least. I believe. Josh Freese. <laughs> I'm a little ashamed that I'm so transparent. Dang it. Oh man, I got you. I got you on lock of them. a dude. bad favorite drummer though. He is one of the most versatile oh. drummers. Just, yeah. he can play anything you throw at him. Exactly. I, I think ver ver versatile is just a, a crazy understatement, but yeah. And that, that's, yeah. but that's the thing that I've always strived for the most is I've always wanted to be the chameleon, you know, like my biggest fear was getting hired for gigs and being like, oh, we got the classical drummer playing rock tunes today or the rock yeah. drummer playing classical music. That was always my nightmare. And, you know, Josh Freeze doesn't go on tour with Sting and they're like, oh, the Nine Inch Nails drummer's torn with Sting this week. It's like, no, that dude is just killing it no matter what he's playing. And I yeah. totally admire that more than anything else on the drums. Yeah, if, I mean, he, I, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. I'm, I'm not even like playing like he he. I mean, if you if you play with like Alanis Morissette and the Vandals and Nine Inch Nails and a Perfect Circle, like it like you've done the the trifecta. You play with Maynard and you play oh, with Trent and you, <laughs> yeah. then you played with anyone. Like if you played with both of them, like who else who else has done that? I mean, not not Alan Rubin hasn't done it. Oh, I know. Uh, have you ever, Jeff have hasn't you ever done actually it. seen the list of his credits? It's like it's no, its, its own Wikipedia long. page. Yeah, he it's even disgusting. played with fucking. He played with Devo. Yeah, yep. I saw him like, tour with Devo. And I, I bet he. I bet he was just so on point. But like, but like the. I'm sorry. I could have. We could do a whole podcast about Josh Priest. But a, per, <laughs> a, a perfect circle, Meridianoms. That is one of the most influential albums, and I still will put that drumming and his arrangements of his parts up against any other rock drummer, any other rock album. After Steve Gadd, Steve Gadd cannot be a part of the conversation. <laughs> I do not allow it. He is in his own element. That's fine. That's fair. Maybe him and Jeff Porcaro, they cannot be. That's okay. After them, anything after and them. Vinny, maybe I guess, but you cannot. You cannot include <laughs> Vinny either. He's in his own own. But any other mainstream rock drummer yeah. is not going to touch Josh Freese. I, I, I'll stand I, by that. I I, uh, I fully back that. I think Murder Gnomes in particular is a ah. perfect drumming album. Just per, just absolutely sublime drumming. Yeah. Unbelievable, and his like his style is like just, like literally the way that he plays is yeah you have this that is the snare hit that is the snare hit it's got to do the around the like yeah it's like he's combing his hair or something like that i fully stole that from him i do that all the time oh man that's so awesome the head i didn't even know that was josh but uh but yeah i i watched a a live dvd of him playing um was that song pigs march of the pigs or whatever yeah that song is so insane and i mean just like they play that song for like ten minutes straight. Strobe lights are going off. You got to play an odd time. Doom You got to play that over and over and over again in all these cities and everything. And it's just like you got to play a whole show. And I just can't imagine just my collapsing. My only afterwards. complaint, my only complaint about Josh Freese is he's so good that every time I've seen the Vandals, they've had a fill in because he was busy with someone else. That is oh. that is true. 
Okay. That is my I, only complaint about Josh Freese is I have not gotten to see him in the band. It, he wasn't there. It's not even about him. It's the fact that you just haven't been able to see him and you're upset. Exactly. And I know exactly yeah. what you mean because that happened. With, <laughs> uh, do you know the band? Um, what what was Luke Collins' band that he was in? The oh, uh, Word Alive. Word, Word Alive. Yeah. And and the, and the other drummer is is phenomenal. I mean, True. he's uh, his name's not Troy. What is his name? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, hopefully he won't watch this and be upset. But he's 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 phenomenal. But I when I went to see them in Arizona, I was like, oh, maybe Lou Collin will be there. And I saw the kit and I saw what looked like minor symbols, but they were legato. And then not Luke came out, and I was like, oh. But he, he still crushed. I mean, that was great. But I mean, just the opportunity to see somebody like that. But uh, I I think the other part of the question was the drummer on your radar. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Thank you. Yes, man. There's there's a lot. Um... Uh, I think the one who is really inspiring me at the moment is Madden Class. Okay. She's absolutely killing it on Instagram. I'm obsessed with her flow. I I always joke that she's got the cleanest flams on Instagram. That's just she's she's got that like sort of laid back uh, swing feel going. Super clean chops. I really admire her playing a lot. Man, she, I, I only can pick one? This is tough. She does not get in her own way in any sense of the word. Like, I'm, really I'm, so, I'm not familiar with the name. Who Who is it again? I want to look her up. Well, uh, Madden Class. Madden Class. Yes. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think she's like 18 or maybe even yeah, 17. She's, she's I, I think she's like, I think she might be closer to like 20. But still, okay. she's really young. She she looked she looks incredibly young. But I mean, yeah. just like imagine what you were doing when you were nineteen. Because oh, you you to, to go all the way back, you said, "Oh, I don't know how old you are in seventh in seventh grade. You're thirteen or fourteen years old." By the way. Oh yeah. So you're only three or four years away, and she she got on the map by being on the uh, hit like a girl drum competition. Oh, did she really? I didn't know yeah. that. And she played a solo when she was like I think that was when she was fifteen or sixteen. So Jeez. imagine like. I'm in eighth grade. I'm crashing cymbals in the marching band, trying out for drumline. I don't know a quarter note from the uh, fucking hole in the ground. <laughs> and, and and she's and she's competing in drum competitions, and now has a gazillion followers, has a minor endorsement. Mm-hmm. She's she she toured with Weedus for a while. I mean, when she wasn't, I mean, she's still not even old enough to drink. So it's like, yeah, I I definitely agree. Her 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 feel, I think, is is one mm-hmm. of those things that you can't. You just can't teach that. Absolutely. And her, she, her she came out of the is, womb with it. Her taste is just well beyond her years. It's like yeah. you're playing like you're like 50 years old. It's ridiculous. Yep. She actually had a um, – I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but she had an interview with Big Fat Snare Drum. Yeah. Their, 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 their podcast, and that's when she was talking about um, Ash Sohn as one of her mm-hmm. big influences. But, yeah, I was, I was like saying – you know, it's like – you want to be happy for people at the same time, you know, the party is like, you know, like, <laughs> like, man, when I, but I was like, when I, when I'm 16, I mean, I can't even, I would, I wouldn't even be close to that level. Like, like to accomplish that, to already be like a master of the universe at, 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 at her place in life is, is yeah. extremely respectable. For sure. And you know, like to, to bring up, to bring up the age thing being frustrating sometimes, the ultimate ego blow for me was when Elon Rubin join nine inch nails which is my all-time favorite band and we are literally like almost exactly the same age and that was i was like ah i quit drums that's it really (laughs) 
Yeah, that dude's he's young. That's just a brutal spirit, though. I mean, if he was like ten years younger, that might be like ego. But if he's like the same age, then whatever. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. He did some crazy shit. If if you did, you see what he did at uh, Drum Off? Like, oh yeah, ten years ago, or whatever. He had this beat machine, and he just spent five minutes just making all these, all these like really ambient, unorthodox noises, until he had like thirty-seven layers, and then he just started going absolutely fucking ham. On like a little one up, one down Q company drum set, and and you know just really really s- simple setup. A- I'll never forget. He absolutely just murdered it. I mean, it was crazy. Monster. Player. Such an amazing musician. Absolutely. Hundred percent. His solos. Have you have you heard him sing and play guitar? Oh yeah, he's got his whole band that's just him. He's a <laughs> very crazy. accomplished guitar player. I mean, I like and and he's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like an all around. I don't really know anybody else in the music community that can do what he does. It's like he's killing it on every level. Like yeah. some people like sing and they can play guitar and they can play drums and stuff like that, but there's very few people that can do all of it yeah. really well. He does it all with some proficiency. He really does. Yeah, I don't yes. know what what what's the name of the band because I think they just came out with some new, new music recently. Uh the New Regime. I the think New Regime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is uh yeah, that's that's sick. It's basically like it's like him and Dave Grohl. That's the only two. <laughs> Dave Grohl is a, is another yeah, he's he's another Oh man, Foo, Foo Fighters concert, St. Louis. Oh yes. 2015, I think. Oh my god. Man. Insane <laughs> insane live band. It's, it's it's just like so like I don't want to be this big of a fan of a rock band but like <laughs> The experience on that show is definitely top. Like I, I, I hate to say top three because I've been to a shitload of shows, but it's it. I, I get Dave Grohl is a rock god. I mean, he's. Oh, it's it's true. I would definitely say Foo Fighters is definitely in my top three live experiences. As well. And ta- and Taylor Taylor Hawkins. Basically, mini Dave Grohl is a very respected, <laughs> very respected drummer in the in the music community like pe- people know people know if you get him in the studio he's gonna he's gonna deliver the goods 100%. every time so good man all right i think that's that's about it that's a wrap right well i think so we're, 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 able, to, we're able to go over time else you wanna, anything uh, else you want to say bring up promote before we call oh, it? we're definitely going to put your uh the link to your instagram in the description so everybody go follow Eric, check out his stuff. Um, my my buddy the other day used the word didactic um, to describe a couple of videos that actually uh, you you humbly allowed me to uh, to basically rip off your practice pad videos, but I really like them and I wanted to do some form of them. Uh, but I I do appreciate the didactic, the teachable uh, component of your videos. So definitely for everybody watching, like if you want lessons or if you want like walkthroughs comprehensive material that sort of thing go follow him there's a ton of videos with that content well i I mean thank you for for your kind words it seriously means the world and i I really appreciate you guys reaching out and having me on here this is thank you for being on exciting and and only episode three hell yeah you were on the radar early man super honored (laughs) so it means a lot it really does well, thanks, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. All right. Take it easy, guys. Right. Peace.